Welcome to the Broken Sun. Before we begin today's episode, I would just like to take a moment to thank our wonderful Patreon backers, Marantimi and Patrick Moore. Thanks so much for your support. Okay, the end of the third day of negotiations arrives. Everybody's very tired, and you are gathered in the, the nice cafeteria outside of the negotiation chambers when all of a sudden, who should arrive but MP? Uh, MP has not been involved in the negotiations. He has uh, ever since you first met him, I think he's made it clear that he feels he has no say in anything that you de decide regarding the sun or the Hablon. Uh, so he's just, he's been remaining on the ship with weapon table. And uh, yeah, he comes up and he's looking distressed. The grayscale LCD screen of his face has a distressed face emoji on it. Really quick question here. Yeah. How much did eating the Centauran fish mess us up? Because I think you actually turned out to be okay. Okay, because Kev is eating it. If you know, yeah. I figured that. I, I think the taste was unpleasant and like the after experience wasn't fun, but it didn't like permanently mess you up in any way. It's just like if you ate some food that was maybe not entirely edible. So, you know, oh, you didn't get food poisoning, but it was. Then maybe yeah, not. It was do not it again. pleasant. I just gotta get acclimated. I'll eat another like live octopus. I feel like at this <laughs> point, at Keva has like knows what's good in the cafeteria, but like is like okay, I'm gonna take like the topping from this and put it on top of this thing that's not supposed to be there. But it yeah, why not? Odd, oddly tastes good together, or or else she's going the me route of college, which was just a whole plate of spicy bean dip with pita slices. It's a proud tradition. Yes, indeed. I, I see that we have all lived the same life. <laughs> I've I've been uh, I've been tub of hummus guy sometimes. No, this was different. This was better. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well... <laughs> oh, I really want that recipe again. If people hear me, and I wonder if anyone from college would, except for one person, listen to this, but they would remember me just being like, "Oh my gosh, it's the bean dip." That 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 stuff. That stuff. Shout out to Kikers's bean dip crew. <laughs> Thanks Real for listening. That, Real that, bean, that bean dip was great. Like it would be out. Because everyone was like, oh, this is so good. Because of you, Kikis, you would steal uh, it. I, know. I was a contributing factor. But like well, sometimes I'd be like, okay, I'm going to save some and have it on my chicken later. Who among us has not contributed to the uh, deprecation oh, mm -hmm. of bean dip stocks in the world? Let me tell you. It's black bean dip, so you know it was good. Even better. See, you yeah. just made me so hungry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to make bean dip. So MP flies up. 
as we recall, MP is MP doesn't have legs. MP floats. Oh, and MP was distressed, and Keva sees this. Sorry, I really wanted to add this in, and Keva's like, "Did it not work out between you two? I was kind of hoping, like maybe, but no." MP pauses for a second, mouth agape, uh, then shakes his head, and his screen fuzzes out, and then reappears again in the distressed emoji face. And he says, "I, we've got, uh, we've got a problem, like real, real big problem." That didn't answer my question, Keva says. Weapon table's gone. Okay. Oh, no. And I have just recovered from an emergency override shutdown. Which weapon table would know how to do? I don't know. I don't know. I, my memory from just before the event, gone. I recovered from it. Weapon table, also gone. What if he confessed to you, but then, like, was so embarrassed that he shut you down so you wouldn't remember? He already confessed his crimes. He's whiskey. T- we know this. No, Look, it, it, not okay. his love. Um, did you notify the Centaurans? I came straight here. Is there an alarm button? <laughs> There's no alarm button, but I mean, you could. I mean, the Centaurans are over at their table. Help! <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, we have a we had a guest that we sort of took with us from the sun. Uh, they've escaped. Oh yeah, we were wondering about that life sign on your ship. That was. Strange. I thought maybe they're just shy, but like Dangerous Midnight hefts is himself out of their chair and waddles over to you on, on their rugged legs. Uh, so what's the problem? Um, long story short, they're a clone of the military's uh, greatest super soldier, and we thought that they had been momentarily rehabilitated, and it turns out that they might have reset. They have a cybernetic brain, and they escaped. They shut down our compatriot MP, and they're somewhere loose on the ship. Uh, I mean, like, I don't want to be harsh right now. It's a bad idea. But yeah, like, a super soldier clone is the kind of thing you should maybe tell your hosts about up front. Really thought we had. So, like... Kevin, like, looks at Emran and then Maeve, and is like, was that on me? That's on an all of... That's an all of us thing. Okay. (laughs) As he turns around and bitter awakening is already gone. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was hoping that. <sighs> so like, don't panic because I mean, he's just one guy and there are a lot of people on this ship. I'm sure we'll find him real quick. Just, uh, he looks around again at like the bitter awakening shaped cloud of dust that is there now. It's like, we should, we should maybe look into this. Uh, before Bitter Awakening does, because between you and me, he's not great at subtlety. Yeah, if someone, like, plugs me into something, like, I could probably, like, read the computer mind or something. Emran takes off immediately after Bitter Awakening. Not to stop them, just to be with them. Oh, I'll go ask the Express, <laughs> Keva says. And then she goes running to the Express to see what the Express has to say about what happened. Okay. So that's also the direction Bitter Awakening was going over to the oh, hangar okay. bay. Perfect. So yeah, everyone, you regroup in the hangar bay. Uh, so this is a big, it's a large hangar bay. It's a large open space like we talked about last time. Uh, it's enclosed, like you can't see space. It's not a Star Wars style one where it's just an electromagnetic field. There's a organic portal, like a sphincter that uh, you go in and out of. Yeah, I know that's gross, but it's an organic ship that you go in and out of as the airlock. I was hoping for like a mouth sort of thing. It's not a mouth. Nah. So, you know, the Express is there. There's the impertinent warpath. There's a couple other ships scattered about 
you know, there's the the ships that uh, Vaxel Gray and Stylish Fountain arrived on. There's the Andromedan ship, which is just a larger Andromedan. All that stuff is here. Uh, there's a bunch of cargo boxes stacked up because it's a cargo. Well, you know, it's it's a hangar bay. There's cargo. You can see on one end of there of it, there is a raised area where there's people presumably observing what's going on in the hangar bay. It's a big open hangar bay. It's got the observation area, lots of cargo containers, ships and shuttles of all sizes. So over at the Express, you can see that the Express is, as it usually is, the ramp is still down. And yeah, here you are. Okay, I'm going to ask the Express what happened before we freak out too much. Uh, so the Express is, as far as you can tell, asleep. So it was asleep when it happened? Asleep or powered down or unconscious. It's possible if, I mean... You'd need to probably do like a check of some kind. Yeah, Keva's going to uh, do a check to see if someone did something to the Express, too. Okay. You are in a controlled situation. This is probably either hack or a tune. Okay. What do you think? Uh, we usually do a tune with the, with the yeah. Express. So I guess we'll do a tune and that'll give you standard effect. Sorry, I was asking the dog. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the dog just gave you the butt. I know. Okay, so controlled standard, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Oh, great. It was two. Last. So yeah, the Express is in distress. So I think rather than getting useful diagnostic information, Keva gets caught up trying to like comfort and calm down the Express's uh, mind. Oh, I'm so sorry. What happened? For some reason, I just imagine there's like this weird psychic feedback, like Keva just tears start leaking out of her eyes for some reason yeah i mean the express is in distress well i mean she's not crying it's the it's like the sure, it's express expressing that through you yeah feedback uh emran looks at the uh gathered centaurans it's like, does the jellyfish junction have any way of tracking life forms on the ship well yeah i mean we can track life forms uh i don't know if we can find the specific one, but we'll get our people on it. He has a sure. cybernetic brain, Keva says in between tears. Slightly okay. interrupting. Well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll get our people on it. Uh, and he's I mean, green. Yeah, that this could be useful as well. I mean, most of the humans I've met can be green if they want. So I don't know how useful, but we'll give it a shot. I would like to manifest some ant, uh, antenna and order receptors if i can pick up a trail okay uh so you're looking for like a pheromone trail yes okay uh it's probably study right uh yes most likely study the things yeah it'll be a controlled standard before okay um so there is a, a special clock that i'm going to be running during this investigation it's an eight-step clock and i'm going to entitle this clock bitter awakenings quote investigation unquote and i'm going to put a tick in that as a consequence here so is is bitter awakening kind of like one of those brisk like in the detective shows like he's the inspector that's really annoyed with the uh detective. the hapless teenagers or or okay yeah um bitter awakening is not in any way an investigator bitter awakening has no detective skills no training in this uh, he is an angry, overconfident fishman who is looking for a fight right now. And he stalks off and starts pushing things around, investigating 
knocking stuff over and grumbling and shouting, making a mess. Uh, so as this clock fills, your investigation will get more difficult because Bitter Awakening is messing everything up. But with your roll, you do still get a success here with your four. So a couple of things you can find. You feel like maybe there was something that you could have found over in the cargo bay or in, by the cargo boxes, but Bitter Awakening there is over there right now, knocking things over. So that's probably a lost cause. But you find an unfamiliar pheromone trail. It's human, and it's someone you don't know who has been in your ship. And that leads you over to the, what's the word I'm looking for? It leads you over to the ramp of the express, which you are now noticing normally it closes when there's no one in the ship. But when you arrived back here, it was still open, almost as if it can't close for some reason. Hmm. Uh, can Emerald see if the mechanisms of the ship have been tampered with exteriorly? Yeah. So you take a look, and you don't need to do a roll for this because you're just inspecting the mechanics of the ship there is some type of broken electronic device that is wedged into the hydraulics of the ramp preventing it from working properly and uh, i assume you pull that out yeah for sure when keva sees this she's like oh i'm so sorry express um so you pull it out and it is a broken scrib so like one of those tablet-like devices that people up here in the fleet have ones that have like it's like it's like a tablet or a smartphone type thing um i don't think weapon table did this maybe not all of it chinkies i would like to uh sniff the device see if i can pick up another trail yeah hand it to you uh you can see a trail that leads and it leads you over to uh a landing spot and it looks like maybe there was a ship there at some point there isn't now uh, the device is broken but you could maybe i mean you've got a hacker and a engineer and a scientist and a soldier we're sort of equipped to, to fix things if you want you can also keep looking around like there's it's a big area so it looks like a ship took off from the jellyfish junction yeah um uh what's fearful midnight is that the person which one dangerous midnight dangerous midnight that's the chill dude yeah. Uh, Emran walks over to them. Have any human ships taken off recently? I'll go take a look. And he waddles off. Um, Emran walks over to the, the groups. Um, while Dangerous Midnight is doing that, I'll try to turn this back on. Can uh, I? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fully broken, but it does have SGM wiring in it. So you could attempt to fix this. Keva, you can probably... Yeah, I was saying. probably need help? your help to bypass whatever security is in it once it's running. It's a two-person thing. I'll sniff around the perimeter while you're looking at that. Okie doke. And we start doing things. Okay. Yeah. You think maybe rig? I think rig to try to jury rig it to turn back on for a few minutes. Okay. Rig, jury, rig. <laughs> oh, didn't even do that on purpose. All right. So you're still in a controlled situation and you'll have standard effect here. Does Mike take that? Is Mike helping him or them? Or uh, the person be... you're helping is a him. Yeah, you're right. Um, helping Emerant. Well, you can do you can do a group action, or you can or you can wait until it's on and do a hack. It's it's up to you how you want to do it. We should enjoy that controlled standard life while we've got it. I can expend my special armor to push myself while repairing or making a machine. Sure. So I think I'll do that for okay. another die. All right. That's another four. Okay, you got a four there. So you're able to get the device working. Uh, it takes you some time. So I'm going to tick Bitter Awakening's clock. 
as he finishes shoving around the cargo containers and having apparently found something leaves the room. Uh, but you're able to get a functional-ish. There's still security and stuff like it asks you for your biometric and password on the cracked screen. Uh, Emran hands it off to Keva. Okay, and somebody better keep an eye on our bitter friend. Uh, Emran stalks off after Peter Awakening. Mm-hmm. All right. It'll be tough to it'll be tough to keep up with them, but you can give it a try. Okay. Did I find anything worth sniffing around? Uh, you found the uh, you have found some signs of a weapon table, but because his physiology is so different, it's very difficult to follow it because it's almost plant like in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's it's difficult to follow that. But he was somewhere in this room, not in the ship, at some point recently. Okay. That's about the most you can get from that. Is he the same person that was on the unfamiliar scent or no? No, you're familiar with weapon table scent. It's just, it's a difficult scent to track. Okay. So this, uh, what you say this is consort or attune? Uh, I would say this is specifically a hack if you want standard effect. I think attuning to this device would be limited because it runs on a different system from what you're used to. You're right. I was confused. So still controlled. Ugh, three. Okay. So as you attempt to access the device, it shorts out and like there's a little explosion. You have tripped some type of security backup and it explodes. And I think you take the level one harm burned from that. Oh, I can resist that, right? You can resist that with your prowess. Do, 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 do. Okay, so two stress. Yeah. Uh, the thing that you did get is as you were trying to hack the security measures, it showed you the username Ooh. that it was waiting for a password from. And the username was C underscore Visario. Okay, does anyone know C Visario? Keva says, sweating bullets, because they're the one who owns this thing. Uh, Dangerous Midnight has returned at this point. He says, it doesn't match with the information for the ship that came in here. But uh, let's see, C. Vizario. And he pulls up his own scrib on uh, one of his arms and he taps at it. Uh, there's a call Vizario in the fleet here. I mean, that starts with a C. She's uh, here on the. She's a bounty hunter. Okay. Uh, let's see. She's Her ship is El Coco. But would she scrap her own scrib? I don't know her, so I couldn't say. Uh, she was just part of the group that came with us when we splintered from the main fleet. Who's she affiliated with? Oh, he pokes around at the scrib a little bit more. I guess uh, she, well, there's a group that licenses bounty hunters called the Hired Goons, but it looks like she's been on retainer to the Bedinia family for the last couple of years. Who are either of those groups, if you don't mind? Well, the hired goons just do the licensing, so I don't know if they're any use to you. They'd probably just be able to tell you her name and her ship, which we already got here. The Bedinia family is one of the big three families in the Hygiene Expanse. Like, there's three big asteroids. There's Hygieia, which is the biggest one, and that's where the Logistark lives. And then there's Friedrich, which is the second largest one, and they're a protectorate of the Logistocracy. And then there's Bedinia, which was run by like this big crime family that became like an aristocracy. Anyway, they're all part of the logistocracy now. That's ancient history. But they still got some political influence. Emrin just says, apropos of nothing, I have an idea and goes um, walking toward Vox ship. Okay. Okay. 
Um, Valk is not on his ship, but it's there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Emren, does Emran know where Eli Valk is? Uh, you can probably call him if you want to. He's just not on his ship. Like if you, you go up to a ship and knock or something, or you call him and be like, yo, I'm at your ship. He's just like, I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, excellent. I don't know if you're aware of the situation, um, but it seems like the Bedinia family has an has an age or had an agent on the Jellyfish Junction, and they broke into our ship, and our friend is missing. What the hell? Yeah, thought you might know something about that. No, or not like that. In the Bedinia family, they're always like grubbing for power and influence, but no, <laughs> ridiculous. Look, uh, I don't know. Do you need to borrow the ship or something? Um. I think the Jellyfish Junction can track the ship she might have taken off in, but the weird thing is, uh, the only reason we know it might have been hers is because her scrib was trashed inside my ship, and I don't know that wow. she would do that. Uh, okay, well, I mean, I've worked with her one time. She's, uh, she's cold. She's good. Uh, she's careful. That's what I can say about her. Like, good rep. There's wouldn't a reason she's her... on retainer to, to Bedinia. So wouldn't leave her scrib stuck inside a loading platform. Probably not on purpose, unless it was a, I don't know, a trap or something, but uh, she's a pro. All right. Thanks, Vox. Stay safe. Um, our friend who's missing is a super soldier who might be crazy. Oh, okay. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. Just thought you should know. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm going to make some calls of my own right now. Good luck. Good luck. Emran walks back over. El Coco, you can find pretty easily where it is in the fleet formation here. It's not too far. You could get there uh, on the express or um, it's close enough that you could even go over in your spacesuits if you wanted to. Let's split up, gang. Don't split up, please. Emran <laughs> <laughs> space walks over to El Coco by himself and will fight the pirate crew while everyone stops. Everyone else stops um, weapon table. This is a foolproof plan and it will work because we're obviously not being seated to go after Bedinia by something mm -hmm. else. Well, see, my thing is, like, someone needs to follow. Ugh. It's so hard because the names aren't here anymore. Are, are Bitter we like, Awakening. Bitter Awakening. Let me just put you back on the page with all those characters. Yeah. Senor Poopy Duty. But actually. Uh, no. Dr. Bug in Craw? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think Mandukai says, I'll take care of this over on the ship. You go figure out what's going on with this El Coco. I'll keep an eye on Bit Awakening. Thank you, Mandukai. She nods. Uh, she's walking with a cane at the moment, but she still, still looks terrifying. Mandukai. Yeah, that's, mm. that's our girl. <laughs> okay, so do you want to go over there? Uh, MP with us? That's up to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just curious. Yeah, you can bring him with you. All right, um, I, I look to Dangerous Midnight. It's like, we're going to go try to talk to El Coco. It's okay, well, uh, we'll keep looking for that weapon table, you said, your super soldier guy? Yes. We'll keep looking for him over here and see what we can dig up. All right, thank you. I'll try to keep an open channel. Hey, good luck. Thank you. Just, just remind him that Keva would be very disappointed. I uh, will see what I can do, Keva. Thank you. He gives you a little, you know, peace sign. Oh, I thought it was give me some fan. <laughs> he waddles off to go and work on that. Come on, he's totally crush. He's got a crush vibe going on. Or I have a crush on him, let me be honest. He's very chill. Perhaps dangerously chill. Uh, he's actually he's the most dangerous <laughs> fighter in the entire Vanguard. 
<laughs> just would call that once it hits midsight, you're no longer chill. <laughs> Give me some shell, dude. Okay. El Coco is a large ship. It's significantly larger than the Express. It is clearly a battleship. It's got weapons and stuff all over it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you're you're probably able to get over there without too much issue. But let's do a let's do an engagement roll anyway. Oh no! To see exactly how few issues you get. Uh, and are- what load do you want to bear going into this group of mercenaries? M- medium. It's your choice. Yeah. I don't want to look like we're loaded for boar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll do normal too. Okay. Medium, I'll medium. This time. Okay. And Keva's going. Did you say medium as well? Yeah. Okay. So for the engagement, let's see here. I'm just going to make this a two die roll for the engagement. Oof. Because you're in a rush. Okay. Risky position. How do you go in are you going in expecting trouble or are you going in hoping for no trouble hoping for no trouble expecting trouble yeah (laughs) so the question is are you knocking on the door or kicking it down oh knocking on the door yeah okay so the express maneuvers up beside el coco and you can see like it is a large ship but it's not a large enough ship to have its own hangar bay so you would be docking with it rather than landing on it so you send the codes and there's a long pause, which none of you are spacefaring people. So you wouldn't know that this is a longer pause than you'd normally expect for a handshake type thing between ships. But uh, you do get the go ahead to dock with El Coco after a while. And so your airlock bumps up to their airlock, hisses open. And there's a tube extending from your ship to their ship through which you can walk. And on the other side is their side of the airlock, which is closed. Uh, Emran looks into the hallway um, of the pressurized tubes, puts on his mask and says, I think they're going to wait until we're in the hallway and rip us out. Is it time to put on spacesuits? I think it is. Yeah. Ooh. Sora, you get to wear one. This is your first time. She grins really awkwardly, like, I'm having a great time, really. (laughs) (laughs) Arp, would the autoloader mech suit fit in this airlock? I don't think so. so. (laughs) (laughs) You you probably need one of the smaller suits, one of the more uh, skin-tight power suits. That's uh, really mean of you, Matt. (laughs) I can't, you know, I'm a monster. I can't take an industrial warehouse mech into this, <laughs> into this Jeffrey tube. Emrin puts on the skin-tight Star Trek BS. Uh, Keva, though, oh wait, is it like the like the suits that they wear in like good old uh, latest season of She-Ra, like with personalized things? Of course they are. So like. One has bug antenna on it, and one has hair coming out of it. Emrin's has like his visor that you can see through it to it, and there's like a fox on it. Zora's has like a big sword symbol on hers. <laughs> Did Keva decorate it for her? Probably. She probably oh, decorated the yeah. <laughs> Like this is supposed to be a present, but <laughs> Mine is blue. If it is based like on the, the season of, of She-Ra, does, do yeah. any of them have belly cutouts like bows? <laughs> Emirates bizarrely has uh, has a midriff 
cut out. Oh yeah, space out, thumbs out. Yeah, <laughs> for no oh, reason. No. Oh no, the, uh, there is one reason I can think of, and that's a. a <laughs> Kevin did it. Emran <laughs> <laughs> no. doesn't. Emran doesn't, doesn't know. Uh, doesn't know <laughs> because Emran is expecting to. Excuse me. Kill it. Kill someone. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to put a beep in there for a second. So you make your That's way. That's the first into... time any of us have dropped one. I think. Is it? No, I've, mm-hmm. I curse. We, we, yeah, that we so have before. Often. Yeah, I just think it's the first time we've said the f bomb. Like, not. Are we gonna beep that out? Well, the podcast is marked as explicit on iTunes. Oh, okay. Heck yeah. Uh, that's mainly for the violence, but okay. So you make your way into <laughs> the airlock tube. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Before, like Keva, like is like okay. I'm gonna be really careful, and like she's gonna shoot her hair out and like basically grab onto the side of their ship. Okay, the inside of their airlock. Or the outside of their airlock, I guess. Um, can she get into the inside of their airlock with her that's hair? That's what I meant. It's, I was space is weird, so I was inverted there. The outside of their airlock is the inside of the tubes. It, never mind. The outside of their <laughs> airlock. <laughs> yeah, but I want to like have her hair somehow get through like the crack or whatever, or not crack or, or because Kevin. Kevlar- it is it is sealed to space, so it might be difficult to do. Kevlar- been able to do that before yeah she was well, able to get her working. hair into us yeah so you've got your hair connected to their uh to their airlock which mm-hmm. is a more traditional like sliding doors style airlock that they have it's still circular but it's circular with sliding doors and as you get all the way into the airlock tube and the airlock tube closes on the end attached to the express as emrin predicted they start to detach it from their end as well. Nope. You are now weightless in this tube that is starting to drift away from both ships. But Keva, you are attached to their airlock. Yes. Um, I imagine the other tendril of our wait, are we tethered to each other? Or will Keva have to shoot her other strand out and grab everyone? What's cooler? Can we say we've we've buckled ourselves to one another? <laughs> friendship yeah i mean you ended up doing that the last time you were in space yeah. so yeah this is standard protocol it's probably a lesson that you learned i'm not going to be thrust into the asteroid field but thank you Kim was like okay so zora this is zero g we had to go through this before keva keva please open the door keva was, <laughs> fine just a quick explanation I'm horrified of space. How is Zora reacting to being weightless in this situation? Um, gosh, that's a good question. Because I could see it going one way or the other, absolutely terrified or trying not to be like a kid, like with excitement. And I can't decide which. Where where do you think Zora is right now? And she's in the midst of learning about, you know, her her stolen culture. She's dealing with her trust issues. Uh, she's probably got some anger that she's harboring and dealing with at the moment. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously got some anxiety issues because all of this is so different from what she knows. But I'm sure in certain situations, I mean, sometimes the unknown is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be nice for her to actually be having a good time here for a change. Because most of the last couple of episodes, she's been like, oh, my God, what is, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this is cool. It is fun. <laughs> So maybe a little tentative at first, and then once she has a grip on things, probably trying not to look too excited about things. 
<laughs> Plus, it it seems like there's probably going to be a fight. <laughs> oh, there! It, once I'm on this ship, I'm sorry, everyone else. And the biz we call this space beef. <laughs> uh, so, Keva, do you want to try and get that airlock open? Yes. So a piece okay. of hair from the main strand is like breaks off, I guess. I just want to imagine that it's like morphed into a hand that has had itself inside the door. <laughs> and like it becomes two hands and one is holding on and now one is like. <laughs> Gross. I love it. So you've established that you can you can tell what's happening to your hair, even if you can't see it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like much to you. As your hand reaches inside of your hair hand reaches inside of their ship. Mm-hmm. you feel almost immediately there's like a second of pause and then you start feeling a series of impacts that you are familiar with after your assault on section blue as being from bullets oh uh, so something is immediately open fire on your hands in there making it difficult to open it that way okay everyone we've got bullets bullets i can deal with dying to vacuum no thank you <laughs> keva doesn't laugh that's me um <laughs> So, okay, Keva's, uh, like, a finger is going to shoot out of the hand holding on and go into the electrics of the ship and basically say, open door. Okay, so you want to do this? That sounds like hacking to me. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you are in a risky position, as we know, and I think you will have standard effect hacking this with your hair because it's a system you're more familiar with here. Yes, I have can expend my special armor to resist the consequences of hacking. Sorry, I was just double checking, reading that, because I'm going to probably end up doing that if something goes wrong, which it won't. Um, So risky now. Yep, risky standard. Our old friend. <gasps> what? Oh, my gosh. Nah, okay. nah, you know, nah, nah, nah. shame. Nope. That's a one and a one, everyone. Okay. Oh. So I'm going to expend my special armor to resist the consequences. Okay. I mean, that's probably a good idea. I don't want to, I don't even want to know, Matt. <laughs> yeah, so you don't end up getting your brain fried out. So that's good. Your special armor there, like your, I think your hair has to detach in order for that to happen, which means that you are adrift, but you've pulled yourself fairly close to the outside of the ship. But you are all adrift near the outside skin of the ship right now because Keva's hair had to detach in order to protect her brain. Yeah, Keva, like her hair like starts in sucking in a bit and she's like okay that really hurt uh it's gone now i'll reattach in a second are there any manual overrides that emrid could feel for uh maybe you also have swords um i, I strength. mean, like, it's a, it's I a mean primitive, I... primitive jedi weapon <laughs> <laughs> so to use my mind uh like if you want to spend time looking around for a manual release we can do that no, how about um, Emma just starts screaming? It's a more <laughs> elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Yeah, but I was... I know. It was Darth sidious You can also, like, don't forget, like, you have gear and stuff as well that you can always use if it's necessary. Magnet boots. Yeah, I mean, you probably have magnet boots. I have fine ship repair tools. Can I blowtorch my way into this airlock? Yeah, why not? <laughs> While Emron doesn't have his autoloader... <laughs> Emery does have a blowtorch. <laughs> Would my it? like uh, sensor suit have fit through the tube? Um, I think like anything that would fit through the tube would be around the size of a person. Okay, 
So it would have to be a suit that's not like too elaborate. That's fair. Uh, let me check my equipment. Could I use spy gear to maybe jam any signals that this ship may be trying to send out? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I would like to work on that while Emran works on the door. Okay. Emran, meet door. All right. So you've declared your spy gear. So I think that's going to be uh, either a hack or an attune that you're using with that. You're risky. This will be standard effect with your gear at your tier compared to theirs. Emran, are you, what action do you think you're doing here? Hey. It might be a scrap. But it might, it's probably just a rig. Okay. Well, it depends if you're like, are you breaking through it or are you trying to disassemble it? Uh, they've tried to space us and they shot Kiker's hair. So I am going to, if I have to do irreparable harm to get through this door faster, I will with this blowtorch. Okay, sure. Then I would say scrap would be great effects in this case, given your size and strength and the gear that you're using. I just remembered something else. They shot my hair. They shot your hair. It's very rude. He punched the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, though, um, in Spaceballs, they shoot Princess Vespa's hair. She's like... <laughs> uh, so you got she a six on your, on your roll there, uh, Maeve. So you're, with your spy gear, able to quickly set up a jamming field around this ship so that it is not able to transmit any anything at this point um does this count as striking in melee it does no no okay just thought I could... there'll be plenty of opportunity to strike in melee once you get inside i'm sure <laughs> uh y'all mind if i use a gambit go for go it for it you've got three yeah go ahead i needed it that's a six sweet okay uh also let's see uh you did gain a gambit from mave's roll there because that's a six on a risky action so, so we're back to four you're at three still because right. you used one. So you're at three. All right. So you got a six. Uh, yeah. The door bursts open from your uh, attentions, Emrin. And on the inside of the airlock, you see a pair of essentially turret drones that are already firing bullets at you. So it's a, a pair of turrets who are inside the airlock here. So the airlock, as you know, it's the outer door of the airlock, a chamber for decompression, and the inner door of the airlock. You have broken off the outer door of the airlock, and now you're in here with these two turrets that are uh, that have opened fire. Kind of smack them. Uh, your hands are full at the moment. True, but can I smack them? Yeah, I mean you're free. Great, <laughs> someone, I'm free. To... Else really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, she's gonna sort them. Um, okay. Position Actually, just risky. If uh, yeah, risky, risky, and uh, this will be great effect because you're coming in hot. Uh, and they're not expecting this. Um, I have in my head an image of somebody or a group of people, because you're all tethered together, just yanking on the tether to like slingshot Zora in, yes. <laughs> inside. Oh, into the oh heck yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's six two, Trudy. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> another good six. Things are coming up. Uh, so yeah, you get another, you're at four gamuts now. Yeah, I think the, it's over in seconds. Your, your sword comes out, you get slingshotted in there, and the turrets are then just dust, essentially, scrap, uh, drifting out of the airlock and into open space. Uh, you can see the inside door of the airlock has transparent sections. You can see that there are um, two centaurans and a human in there who are looking in at this happening and they scatter once they see that you see them. Can Zora wave before they go off? Yeah, yep. I don't think they're thrilled with that, but you can do that. 
Zora, they're space pirates. <laughs> What's up? That, that might be more uh, disarming. <laughs> than, than, <laughs> than, honestly, that, like, that was the intent. <laughs> oh my god. It's like this person isn't even considering this a fight. Like we are so screwed. <laughs> uh, well, Zora, Zora did like to intimidate people back in her days in Gov. Oh, Zora. <laughs> my angel. <laughs> battle <laughs> angel. Sora battling. Maeve, while you've still got your communications console up on your suit there, you get a text from uh, Dangerous Midnight, and it is a uh, bio of Call. So it's got a picture. You know what she looks like now. Cool, cool. Yeah, you're inside the airlock. There's the inner door there. I think you can see that there is that there are klaxons going off inside of their ship, inside El Coco here. Like, it's a red alert going on. You can't hear anything, obviously, from here. But there is a inflatable like gel foam that is coming out of the coming out of the frame that was around the outer airlock door so it's like there's a foam that is spraying together to seal the hall again behind you oh we're gonna be inside of here now that's fine it's gonna soon belong to us <laughs> there is a uh, a manual release on the inside of the airlock here Evan practically rips it out of the wall okay the it doesn't open yet the door doesn't open yet like the light goes and there's like a red light but as soon as the foam is done sealing then there's a hissing sound and it seems like it pressurizes very quickly and then the inner door opens uh so there's atmosphere still in the ship and now you can hear through your suits you can hear the like of the red alert klaxon that's going on and see the flashing lights did we like try to hail them and they didn't want to talk to us or you hailed them and they said, sure, come dock with us. And then they tried to kill you. Okay. Just making sure they tried to do the classic space pirate. <laughs> this is just like in Jeepers Creepers. The old <laughs> razzle dazzle, but in space, <laughs> it's like they're pretending to be a scarecrow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's loud again. Kiva like turns her hearing down on her space suit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I imagine that she can do that in spacesuit. Of course she can. It's I mean, like, even if it didn't come with that standard, which I like to imagine in the future it would, you and uh, you would absolutely be able to modify it to do that easily enough. Yeah. So Kepha's like, so she can't hear outside sounds as much, but she can hear her friends if they like radio onto the thing, basically. So it's like, just contact me with radio or tell me if someone's talking. Because klaxons are stupid. Indeed they are. I've stalled communications, but that's not going to help them from trying to run away or do something else. So I'm at least heading down to the wherever the engine room is and incapacitating any personnel therein. Um, okay. Zora, do you want to come be friends with me? Sure. Let's do this. Emran pulls out his sword and starts stalking off the pirates um, after the pirates that ran away. Okay. So you're basically heading left down this hallway. It's, there's a T-junction, essentially. At the airlock, there's a hallway goes left and goes right from here. There's not one straight ahead. It looks like it curves slightly. The ship is a roundish shape. So this might be a hallway that goes around the outer perimeter of the of El Coco. Just yeah. based on what we saw from outside, would I have a pretty good idea of where uh, engineering might be? Um, hmm. Yeah, it's probably just the other direction. Like, it would be near the engines. Yeah, I'll go for engineering. Kev was like... Uh, uh, but I didn't get to say the line again. <laughs> what line? Let's split up, gang. 
Sorry. Uh, Keva, are you going with Maeve? Yeah. Okay. So uh, each of you are, you're heading in different directions. So it's not too far. Like it's a big ship, like we said, but it's big horizontally and vertically. So you're stalking off towards where the pirates, the bounty hunters ran. And uh, you can see that there are like traps and stuff, but I don't think they're anything that you can't handle. So we can skip past the dungeon crawling style exploration here uh, and get to the bridge. The door to the bridge is similar to the one to the airlock, but bigger. So it's a circular portal with sliding doors separated down the middle. Yeah, there's the bridge door. Obviously, it is sealed shut. Uh, You can hear voices on the other side of it. Uh, They don't sound like they're happy. And yeah, that's where you are right now. The klaxon is ongoing. Uh, Zora, could I ask you to watch my back while I get these doors open? Certainly. Okay. This doesn't require a lot of, you're not like under fire at the moment, so we're not going to make you roll for that. Uh, It takes some time, but you are able to get the doors to respond to you and to open up. As soon as they do, there is a hail of bullets coming out into the hallway, so you can each take a level two harm shot. Uh, Imran holds up his shield and resists. Okay. Prowess? It'll be prowess, yeah. Zora, would you like to resist the harm? Yeah, let's go ahead and resist it. Okay. Ooh, I got a crit. Uh, Yeah, so you you clear a stress if you have one to clear, (laughs) Emran. I now have have taking no stress. What can I say? Emran Emran's a vicious bastard. You are Mm -hmm. now our our shonen protagonist. And Zora, you take two stress, uh, but each of you are able to prevent the bullets from hitting you in your own ways. I know that uh, Emran used your shield, your foxhead shield. And do you block it with your sword, Zora, or do you dodge? Just use the sword. Good thinking. It's like a portable bunker, basically. It's huge. It's a video game sword. Yeah. We're not going to ask how you're able to wield it and swing it in the narrow hallways. It just works. It's fine. (laughs) It it, it clips through the environment like a Bethesda game. Yes. (laughs) It only comes up if it's dramatically important for it to come up. After the initial hail of gunfire, which is unsuccessful, you can see like there's dust from the weapon discharge and stuff hanging in the air. And you stand in the doorway after the initial barrage and you can see that everybody is staring at you and suddenly they're all like, oh, and they start grabbing for their reloads. Now, Emerald starts walking in with his shield up, but um, just talking. Now, we could kill everyone on the bridge and take the ship and probably junk it, but we could skip past that and you could all surrender. So there are uh, there are five people in here. There are three humans and a centauran. I'm assuming Maeve shared the bio of Call with you. Yes. Yeah. None of them are Call. Uh, she is not here on the bridge. But uh, so there's three humans. They're wearing body armor. You can't really see much about them. The armor is dark. You can't see through the visors of it. They all have some type of assault weapon, assault rifle style gun that they're using. And the Centaurans are also in a type of battle armor for the Centaurans. They both appear to be a similar sort of, we'll say like a generic fish type uh, in their armor, but you can't really see a lot of detail. It seems like they have armor that matches either their siblings or they just have a very similar phenotype um, underneath the armor. It's likewise opaque and they have the same weapons. So they're in there and most of them are struggling to reload their weapon. One of the humans looks at you and says, why would we surrender? We outnumber you. Yes, but where's, um, where's Cal? Why would I tell you that? I could space you. He looks around. He's getting more confident here. And uh, Emran rushes forward and clocks him with the shield. (laughs) (laughs) 
As he's about to say something cocky, yeah, you can roll your scrap. Hit them while they're talking. Uh, they are in the midst of reloading, so you are in a risky position here, uh, and that'll be standard effects. Actually, it'll be great effects because this person is in the midst of they're about to boast. They are not prepared. Okie doke. That's four dice. Get it. Oh, oh, that's a six. A six and three ones. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, shall, I shall feast with the gods in Valhalla. <laughs> So you slam into this armored figure. Um, what does it look like? You, you're essentially incapacitating this person. I smash the helmet open. Okay. You can see uh, a person's face underneath. They've got uh, extremely pale skin and no eyebrows. They have, mm. <laughs> they have green eyes. And uh, now they have, you know, a, a fashionable scratch above their eye. You know, the ones that bleed a lot that we always see in TV shows because they're dramatic. Mm. They're going to look so cool later. Assuming there is a later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, assuming, yes. Yeah, so that eye is in a, you can, the eye that you can see through the shattered helmet is that, like, scared look, people shaking a little bit. They're like, whoa, 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 as you are uh, pinning them and the, the rest of the people are in like the last stages of reloading their guns, it looks like they're going to keep shooting the rest of them. Well, that's good because uh, sword doesn't need reloading. That's a that's a true fact about swords. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> that's a freaking that's t-shirt. A t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Sword doesn't need reloading. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Zor is just going to rush um, the nearest person. I'm going to say person because I don't know who's closest to her whether they be human or not, and mm-hmm. just, you know, try to incapacitate them, not straight out kill them. Okay. Uh, so you would likewise be rolling a risky and standard because they these ones are not about to boast. They're about to shoot, so risky standard. <laughs> and you also got a six. Damn. Damn. But no okay. one talk about it. I think with the size of your sword, you're probably able to push both of the centaurans back against a wall and just, like, pin them there. That works. <laughs> And at this point, the uh, remaining, let's see, I said there are five people in here. Yeah, the remaining two human, yeah, the remaining two humans step back like they look like they're going to try and fall back and find cover. If you wanted to attempt your actual role of some type of intimidation, it might be a good time now. I, um, I talked to the, the person I have pressed up against the wall. It's like, you bluster like you're in charge. Now act like it. What are you asking for? Everybody stands down and no one dies. Uh, do you want to assist with that one, Zora? Yeah, she'll go. Um, I suggest you listen to them. Okay. Uh, so you take a stress to assist, unless this is a group action. Which do you want to do? What do you think? Uh, I only have sway. Do you have any command? I'm not sure which. I think this is command. I have two, two command. I'll burn a stress to help you then. Okay. Okay. Command, I would say, would have great effect here. Risky, great. And so you add an extra die for the assistance you get from Emron. Boom. Another, another six. Okay. Team bridge. <laughs> Team bridge. Uh, yeah. The, the person with the artfully shattered helmet that reveals only one of their eyes raise their arms and like they do a dropping motion with their right hand and the remaining two humans, they just drop their guns immediately and say, okay, we surrender. Cool. So we'll back off. Yeah. Okay. Um, Emron like lets them down off the wall. I think we'll cut over to engineering for a moment. In engineering, the door to engineering is not sealed shut. And inside you can see that there are uh, two people in there. One is a centauran and one is a human. They're in the same type of opaque black body armor that we saw on the bridge. The centauran has their gun out 
held up in their left hand while they are typing at a console with their two right arms. They have three arms. And uh, the human has their weapon angled in front of them and they are watching the door. So when you approach, they start to bring their gun up to point at you. Because they don't have time to prepare like they did on the bridge, they don't get to attack you right away, but they are getting ready to attack you. On my way over, have I noticed uh, what the, you know, let's say vent or catwalk structure is like throughout the ship? There is some type of HVAC system like that is recycling the air. It's probably centralized here. Like this, as far as you can tell, is where all the main systems are housed in engineering. But uh, there don't appear to be catwalks. It seems like each floor is probably distinct from the other, separated by lifts. Oh, but there's not enough of a like a space up on the roof for someone to like crawl around. No. Okay, I can't. All right. There, there goes my alien plan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not, not, uh, not on a ship this size. Truly horrible. In a bigger mm. ship, yes, absolutely. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. Okay, we'll put it on the back put it in the bank. Yeah. Well, to, you know, to, I I didn't come here to take prisoners, so I think I'm just gonna, you know, rhino beetle again and just plow through the door and whoever I can take with me. Okay, so you're charging forward? Yes. Uh, sounds like a risky standard scrap to me. Mess him up. I mean, we got a bunch. You'll cool with me taking a, a gambit? We have so many gambits. We yeah, kept rolling ahead. sixes. Yeah. We have six. You have six gambits, which is a ludicrous number of gambits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, do you have to take any stress for gambits or no? Nope. nope. You oh, just so look you, real cool. You got a six. Thank hey. goodness for that gambit, too. It's the last one. Okay, yeah. You uh, you charge in. The person in the armor is like they are lifting their assault rifle up to target you. But before that can happen, your rhino beetle horn slams into them and they just go flying, slam into the back wall and slide down, unmoving. The Centauran whips around and they point their assault rifle at you with their left arm now that you have stopped your charge. And they say, don't move. Begins to break dance. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Uh, Keva is, I imagine, has been behind Maeve. And so I guess she kind of sees this. And then the hair comes out and grabs them by the ankle, to trip them up, you know splay them on the ground okay or, or or should she just take the rifle from them i think those are probably different kinds of actions so it depends which you think is cooler mm. i think probably pulling their rifle out of their hand before yeah. they can fire it is yeah. most likely a skulk or whereas like knocking them down is more of a scrap okay if you want better effects yeah kip is gonna knock them down They'll be knocked prone. Because they have their gun aimed, I think this is uh, a desperate position, but you'll have standard effect. Okay, should I use a gambit? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Go for yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is gambit city. You have five gambits left. Literally yes, go crazy. Okay, well, it didn't help, but... Four is okay. good. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. So your hair reaches out. Was you said you grab grab them by the legs, or ankle, or whatever. Yeah, ankle. Okay. So you pull them over, but not before they are able to pull the trigger. So they squeeze the trigger on their assault rifle, and uh, because you are standing behind Maeve, uh, Maeve takes the level three harm shot up. Mm. Can I resist that with prowess? You can resist that with prowess, or Keva can resist on your behalf somehow with her hair or something. Either way works for me. Yeah. I will resist with some prowess. Okay. Uh, wait a second. I wanted to use my way shield. Oh, we've already had the roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Can I can but, I I have some armor if I can expend that to mitigate some of it? Uh yeah, I think with your because you're all the one, that means you take five stress to drop it to level one harm winged. Uh, if you want to drop it to level zero harm by declaring armor, you can do that. Yeah. Is that that, ex- does that expend both uses of armor or just one? Armor is two slots always. It's worth two slots. It takes up two slots rather. Okay. Yeah, I'll just use it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the bullets slam into, what does your shield look like? Uh, I think I just angle the rhino horn forward and let it take the brunt of it. Okay. So the rhino horn gets shattered by this spray of bullets. You had but a bullet. Like, it like cracks and then shatters open, knocking you back, but you're not knocked over and uh, you are able to avoid actually getting hit in any of the vital bits by a bullet. Uh, So this person is on the ground, but they are starting to scoot backwards and they are getting ready to open fire again. Clearly, this person is knows how to fight. Well, I don't appreciate getting shot. So I think while they're working on it... uh... I'm going to go ahead and uh, disarm them, literally. Oh, all right. Keva, is this something that you're... Is this a group activity between the two of you? Is this a, a bonding experience? <laughs> friends help friends <laughs> dismember their enemies. Girls' night. Yeah. <laughs> Girls the best. run, Phil. I want to say that Keva, like, is helping by, like, the hair hand has grabbed the rifle. It's like... Trying to crush it a little bit. Okay. Well, Maeve rips the arm off. Okay. So you're trying to control the control and and break their weapon. And Maeve, you are. What is it that you're using as a cutting implement here, or is it a tearing situation? Chitin claws. Okay. So, um, yeah, risky and standard effect. And is this sorry? Is this assist or group action? It sounds like an assist to me. Okay. So should I? I guess Keva Keva assisting Maeve. All right. Uh, so I'll add a die for that. Yeah, Keva, you would take one stress for assisting. All right, there's a five in there. E. Okay, good. Uh, so you, uh, you do this thing. There's a horrible screeching noise as the hand is, uh, the arm rather, is detached from this person. And it sprays out a, uh, liquid that's not quite blood. It's different color, a different consistency, but it is clearly some type of life-sustaining bodily fluid that comes out of uh, where this arm was and no longer is. And their gun is crushed. So um, I would say this person is neutralized. Uh, As a consequence, they use one of their other arms and they press a button. And that button, Button. yeah, they press a button. And uh, you see that the engines are going critical. What? (laughs) Yo, these people were not, this is not their ship. Also, Peekers is out. Okay. There we go. You're back. The engines are going critical. What? (laughs) That's everyone's reaction. That's a horrible thing back to after my discord crashes a bit yeah the said the centauran went wild yes uh you successfully disarmed the centauran but they pressed a button that is causing the uh it looks like that may have been what they were working on in the console when you arrived setting the ship up to self-destruct by overloading the engines kevin says but that's gonna kill it <sighs> so stupid um kevin's going to stop the ship from doing that because it's bad I might be able to lead that if you want to help. I mean, I'm a doctor, not an engineer. Ship, ship, don't blow up. But I want to. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) But I gotta. Talk the ship down. Oh, never mind. I I can't use that move. I don't have enough stress to push myself. Did getting shot in the head hurt? uh, You know, a little bit. Who would have known? Okay, so Kev is gonna be like, hey, ship, stop that. Um... 
that's probably uh... <laughs> i love that so calm <laughs> so this ship does not have an ai so you would need to oh. do a hack for this okay i mean i can try to va that and Kevin's voice like hey stop it it's a little less calm there's Excellent. no response it's just uh just regular regular yeah. electronic signals okay so i'm gonna push myself to add a die we got dummy gambits yeah and i'm gonna use a gambit i'm gonna use okay. all i can that's the point so that'll bring you down to three gambits left which is and, and your starting number of gambits and that's two stress right yes to push yourself yes okay so i get thank you mike and trudy for that the gambit train you're welcome it was all you're welcome and this is a uh, desperate roll uh, with standard effect. And two bonus die. Well, I got right. to use at four. least a bonus die. Yeah. Which is good. That's good. So the engines stop overloading. They start to cycle down. The downside to this is that because you were maybe expecting to be able to negotiate with the ship like you would with the Express or a ship that has an intelligence in it, mm -hmm. uh, but instead you just kind of had to brute force it, the engines are now disabled. There's probably more systems damage to this ship that you don't know about right now. But the main thing is that the engines are offline. The good news is they now won't blow up. Okay, but if the engines are offline, is that like with a car where you'll slowly drain the battery? Well, you're in space and yeah. the ship was moving. So it's going to continue moving in whatever direction it was without any way to change that while the engines I, are offline. I mean life support, basically. Oh, life support doesn't appear to be affected. Okay. You do have spaceships or spacesuits, though. Okay, Kevin Radios is like, we had to deal with a problem down here. The engines are off because they were going to blow up the ship. Oh, that seems like as good a time as any to pop back over to the bridge. You were just letting this person down from the wall, Emran. Why were you going to blow up the ship? No, we weren't. It was going to, it was them. Oh, no, I'm asking them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I say, uh, well, I mean, I wasn't going to. Yeah, I didn't know. That was going to happen. Oh, okay. One of your um, crew members was setting the engines to critical, apparently. Okay, well, I am not being paid enough for that. You work for Bedinia? I work for Call. Call works for Bedinia. Sometimes. Depends who's paying. Who's paying today? I don't know. Where's Call? She was here earlier. Uh, she was with some guy. Uh, Green guy? Centaurin. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was, she was with some Centaurin guy. And uh, I, I don't know, I said his name was Erstwhile Cataphract. That's all I got. Okay. Emran will chime into the radio. We have a name on a Centauran, Erstwhile Cataphract. Uh, see if you can text, let's see if you can contact um, Dangerous Midnight with that name. Will do. Please and thank you. Keva, like, can Keva do that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. With May's help. Yeah, you can use your, your comm panel and communicate with them. You've... You have blocked this ship's communications, but you haven't blocked all communications. I think yeah. Maeve is capable of that level of nuance. Yeah, okay. So you get in touch with Dangerous Midnight. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going over there? Uh, better now. What's wrong? I thought they said you could dock with them. They uh, were, like, not going to let us in their airlock and, like, detach the thing. So we were going to float in space. That's not cool. But we broke in the ship. Yeah, then we broke in the ship and Emran and Sora took care of, probably took care of people on the bridge. And me and Maeve stopped people in the engineering bay from blowing up the ship. And what? Blowing up their own ship? Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. That's wild. 
Yeah. So anyway, they uh the person that we're after, she like was with a centaurin and his name was and Kev was like Erstwhile Cataphract. Erstwhile Cataphract? Erstwhile Cataphracts? No, come on, no. Who's that? He's head of security here on this ship. Maybe he found out about weapon table? I don't know. Apparently he's he's working with uh Cal. Yeah, he's working with Cal. Well, I mean, I can see why he'd be working with a bounty hunter if they were on some kind of mission together, but, like, he's a good guy. Unfortunately, sometimes good people make mistakes, or they're not as good as they seem. Yeah, I mean, I know. I've, Like I told you the last time, I've, I've been deceived a lot in my life, but I keep trying to see the best in people. I know. I'll, I'll, I know. I'll see if we can find him. Come back safe, all right? Okay. We don't know where... We still don't know where... Um, Weapon table is, though. Yeah, we're still looking. Okay. Keva ends up. He signs off. He seems he seems pretty upset. Keva now sends a message to Mandakai, like, met with some trouble. I guess this is a text message. Met with some trouble. We're okay. It was this bounty hunter apparently working with the Centaurans head of security on the jellyfish. Don't know why or why they wanted to kill us. Okay. Any news on your front? Nothing yet. This ridiculous fish is making a mess of everything. <laughs> That's a good name for a centaur. Ridiculous fish. I'm going to make a haiku with that involved. That is five syllables. Mm. Okay. Anything else you want to do here on this ship? Or anything else you want to talk to the crew about? Ask them if they know anything about weapon table. Or did you already? Have you seen a green-skinned human? Uh, Yeah. Lots of green-skinned humans. Have you seen one that you have never seen before today? No. So you don't know where Cal is? I, you know, she's the boss. She right. comes and goes. Um, did your team or just Cal hit our ship on the Jellyfish Junction? Uh, this person, you can see their eyes darting back and forth. I can't really talk about contracts. We can talk about it outside if you'd like to. I think you might need to do a roll on this one. Um, I have a feature called Mechanic's Heart, where if I speak from the heart, I gain potency when I, on like a talking roll. Okay. I mean what I say. I will put him, I will put this person in space. Okay. Hold on a sec. Sure thing. Dramatic pause on Emran deciding whether or not Emran is going to throw someone into space. It's like Commander Shepard. It- Peace all the people. This is your, your renegade moment mid-dialogue. <laughs> so I can't talk about contracts. That's crazy. It's like the the renegade or the the timer trying to think of what you're gonna say. Renegade or neutral option or Pentagon not Pentagon. Paragon. Paragon, yeah. What the heck? Pa- uh, Pentagon is renegade. Yeah. Just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought of another line for the haiku. So ridiculous fish causing a lot of trouble. I like it so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So you're going to you said you're going to make your roll? It's probably another command. Uh, be command or sway. I guess you're threatening it's more of a command. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to push myself and spend a gambit. All right. Do it. Actually, uh, Bitter Awakening's name is five syllables, so it could just be ridiculous fish causing a lot of trouble. Bitter Awakening. Damn. Snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I feel so pleased. I'm horrible at haikus. Uh, so you'll be... Uh... Risky, great, because you're using Mechanic's Heart, right? So gain potency will give you great effects. Yep. 
everyone should write a haiku based on that. It's a four. It's a four. Okay. Okay. On the success part, they look down and uh, you see a lot of the remaining fight goes out of their eyes and their eye that you can see through the artfully shattered mask. And they say, yeah, okay. Part of our job was to go and plant things on your ship. Plant things? Yeah. Make it look like Cal did something? Make it look like you're doing something. And what's that? That, I don't know. And you don't know who paid today? Don't know who paid. I don't get a lot of details. We do the job. Why plant Cal's scrib? That's going to lead us to you. I don't think that was on purpose. So Cal was with you when you hit our ship? No. Call was on their own when they went to your ship. They weren't when they came back. She didn't say much, but uh, I get the feeling it didn't go exactly as planned. Emran like looks around. No. Quick question: um, Can Keva and or Kevin Maeve to come up to the bridge so Keva can say something? <laughs> yeah, you can say something. Why not? Okay, because I'm just saying. What sort of things were you going to plant on this ship? Like, I know you don't know what you were trying to cause, but like. Do you have any idea about, like, the nature of these things? Uh, I wasn't part of the operation, so I didn't get that information. So no one here knows. The person uh, looks down. Part of your four, part of the consequence here is that there's information that you didn't get. There's incomplete information. Okay. So Keva sees that they've looked it down. I guess that makes her suspicious now that she's here. Looks kind of like at Maeve and like at Emran and Zora. Kind of like, you know, it's kind of silly to lie because um, we're kind of good at getting secrets out of people. I could literally make you tell the truth. The person looks concerned at this possibility. Uh, You could use this opportunity. Maybe you're resisting the consequence there. Yeah. Using your insight. Yes. So I just roll my insight. Uh, You resist with insight. Yeah. yeah, You click on insight. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. So you take a stress. Sweet. One stress. So this person is it's, like, it stresses Keva out to make this threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. fair. It's, uh, it's not Keva's forte. So this person looks down and away and uh, they clench their fist. But one of the other people, uh, one of the Centaurans that Zora has uh, had pinned to the wall before, uh, they hold up their hands and like, okay, look, it's bombs. Someone's trying to sabotage the negotiations. I mean, why would we even want to blow up our own ship? It's not just your ship, Centaurin says. We've planted bombs all across the fleet already. You need to warn Dangerous Midnight now. Say, if we warn Dangerous Midnight, if we warn a bunch of people, that's it, we're done. Same time, you don't seem like you're messing around. Nope. You've got us at a disadvantage. I will quite literally devour you and everyone else on this ship if you don't tell us where they are. I've already started with the engineering crew. Okay. All right. I don't know where every single one is. I just know the ones that we installed. Call could have put more out. We you have to take that up with her or the Centauran she was with or the people who hired her. But here's what I've got. The person hands over their scrib. It's got a, a list of ships in the Splinter fleet that have uh, bombs planted on them. What you notice from this as well, it includes the schematics of the bomb. And the bombs look exactly like the ones you used to blow up the statue on the sun. Same chemical signature, same construction. Somebody did their homework. Oh. Okay. Okay, I'm going to send this to everyone now. And don't worry, we'll 
for your um, goodwill, we will make sure that you guys are dealt leniently. And hey, no one knows we had this conversation. You maintain your cred, maybe you get away. That's only if you tell us every last thing you know. And if that's all on this script, fantastic. That's everything I've got. All right, do you leave the ship? Or do you have uh, other things that you want to do here? Well, Keva has already sent... Yeah, we got we got to broadcast that. That's yeah. those are in the fleet, and they're trying to frame the Sunbreakers. And it's clearly um, somebody from the Sun talking to maybe the Logistocracy, and they're working with people inside. Like it's bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you release that information, and you get pingbacks from Looming Evenfall and uh, from the Andromedans and uh, Vaxel Gray and everyone, and they're all saying like, "We're on it. We're on it." Okay. Do you all need protection? Or the bounty hunters? Is that who you're asking? Yeah, she's asking. I say, I don't know if there's anything you can do. I mean, if you can, great. But you ever thought about living on a desert? I mean, that's why we're here. Yeah. Wait, I mean, you want to live on Havlon? Everybody here wants to live in the habitat. It's just whether or not they work with us or wipe us out and then live there. Everybody wants power. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid that if we go on that habitat and your government is still in power, that we'll be put in camps or forced to live in a certain way or forced to follow those weird rules you got. And a lot of people are not comfortable with that. Yeah, and just weird, though, because it's like, yeah, we don't want that either. Like, we're having, oh, we had a whole, like, revolution because we didn't like those rules. So, okay. I don't do the politics. Like I said, we do the job. Okay. Um, There's a lot of different ways these roads could diverge. You could disseminate information back in the main fleet for us. I don't know that you'll be safe or last long, regardless of what happens on the ship at this point. Um, I would say your best bet for short-term survival is to come back to the junction. Well, our engines are dead, so, I mean, we're going to crash into something at some point. Yeah, we should, we should stop that. Yeah. So I think you are able to get the express over and mm-hmm. have it dock with this ship again. You can probably, even though, I mean, you can't use your big engines because the emergency. Yeah. But you're probably able to use some fancy flying. In fact, Keva, why don't we do a helm roll for you? Yeah. Sick. To a barrel roll. This is going to be, uh, you're still in a risky situation, but the, uh, let's see, you can't use your engines, which are tier three, uh, but you can use the maneuvering systems. Let me see here. I also imagine that we just have everyone suit up and are by the airlock if the other thing isn't there. And then it's just sort of like, we. Oh, your shield. Oh. Yes. Happy fun hand. Yeah, you can probably use that as like a, even a solar sail or mm-hmm. as a way to arrest your progress otherwise. Okay, so we'll do a helm roll at risky with standard effect to slow and stop this ship or bring it under control so you can take it back to the jellyfish junction. Yeah, do I use a stress because I'm using the way shield? Uh, if you are using the way shield, then you would, no, not in this case because that's a built-in system in the ship. Okay. Yay! Yes. I, finally, I finally got that six. And we nice. got a gambit. Back to three gambit. Okay, Yay. so you're able to arrest the progress of El Coco and bring it 
back to Jellyfish Junction. The two ships go in through the airlock sphincter and into the hangar bay of Jellyfish Junction. Uh, your next task will presumably be hunting down this erstwhile cataphract, but I think we're probably out of time for today. What do you mm. think? It is about that time. Yeah. This is exciting, Matt. How dare you? I think Doggy <laughs> wants me to go too. <laughs> Okay. It's time for walkies. So we will uh, close it off there. As you get off the ship, you're met by a bunch of different people. There's a lot of activity going on here. Lots of shuttles going in and out, looking for those bombs, working on disarming them. Oh. Um, it's a very busy place right now. Could Keva find the bomb while she was inside of the express and like toss it out into space or something? Interestingly enough, you are not able to find any bombs on the express. Oh, no. No, I mean, it's, that's not a trick. You can't find any because there are none on the Express. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. For some reason, no, yeah. there's no bomb there, uh, which in itself might be worrying because you know that part of their job was to put a bomb there, or at least mm -hmm. part of their job involved planting bombs related to the Express. So mm -hmm. if it's not there, then where is it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so... um. Before we go, I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katsi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people, the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. Please continue to support Indigenous land rights and land protectors. You can find out more uh, about some of these struggles at unistoten.camp. <laughs> no. We're laughing because a baby is trying to grab the microphone. Is repeatedly grabbing the microphone. I understand, baby. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. We all understand the desire to be on the microphone, don't we? Mm -hmm. Okay. Today I was joined by Trudy. Hi, I'm Trudy, and I um, am they, them, and uh, I play Zora, who is she, her. Really look forward to gaming with you guys <laughs> again. I can't wait. And we are also joined by Velvet. Thank you all for sticking around. I've been Velvet, Faye Fair, playing Maeve, who is she, her. Where can we find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me uh, elsewhere on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. Okay. You should uh, keep track. Velvet is involved in many very cool projects. Yes. And we're joined by Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as BS Base Cat on the interwebs. I played Keva Jarma today. And, uh... So glad I got to use jinkies in a sentence. Oh, it's so good. We all are. And we're joined by Michael Blood. Hello, everyone. I've been Michael Blood. Um, they, them. Tonight, I, of course, reprised my role of Emran Paki him. And I am super excited to get back to this game. So I hope you all tune in. And I'm Matt uh, Arrow Arp. My pronouns are he or they. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. And please visit our website at brokensunrpg.com for all of your lore, summary, and episode needs. So until the next time, all the best. All the best, folks. All the best, everyone. All the best. Space squids. Space squids. Space squids. Space squids. Space squids.